Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Excuse me, Mr. Announcer, sir. Uh, I don't identify as male. Uh, Mm -hmm. Today, I identify as an elephant. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Uh, Sir, we do not identify by weight. (laughs) That is prejudicial. (laughs) You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a Thanksgiving edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And here to take down, <laughs> here to take down these turkeys is my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman, and myself, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. How you doing this week, Mike? Uh, I feel like humiliating myself. That's why I did the little, uh, little gobbity goolacker. You, you got, uh, gobble- yeah, gobbity goolacker. Oh my god, two hundred five live this week. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm I'm uh, I talked a really big game, and uh, I'm willing to admit that you you did really well, man. And congratulations! Thank on you. Being Thank you. The new Super Smart Brother champion. Taking my titles how, back. Told you I would. How does it feel to have uh, a boo on your shoulder? <laughs> for a um, while. Not gonna lie, this this week has been a whirlwind week, so I don't know how. It, Emotionally and intellectually, I don't know how to how to take it yet. You're still processing. You're still digesting. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I apologize for any and all uh, brain farts this week, guys. It's it's been nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, it, we we we've been in a couple of days long uh, carb coma after Thanksgiving. Very true. Um, it, it was nuts. I mean, I I have at least three Thanksgivings in a row um, that I always have to go to. Yeah, we at and least have a, had a we had a break. We had we had Thanksgiving on the actual Thanksgiving day, and then we had uh, Saturday. It was like a second Thanksgiving, so it was perfect. It was like this week I had wrestling in the beginning of the week, and then Thanksgiving in the second half, and then now I get to cap it off with some wrestling with you. Yeah. Well, the the me part always makes it better. So. Right. Exactly. It's the it's the you sandwich. Yeah. That makes the wrestling so tolerable. And uh, I think. I'm going to need some time, so maybe next week we'll run it down. I think, what was it, Saturday night? We had the house show of Starcade? Uh, yeah, they did yeah, They did just do that. Yep. Uh, the only clip I've seen in Highlight so far has been uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, coming out as Goldust at first, you thought, but then mm-hmm. took off the coat and revealed himself as his original gimmick, which was the natural Dustin mm-hmm. Rhodes. You know, that's, that's really cool, because, like, I remember when they were first announcing it a long time ago, it sounded like they were just, whatever, we're doing fucking Starcade, And then Cody was like, dude, at the very least, you could put Goldust on that show. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what? At least they put Goldust on the show. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I think he had a match with, like, Dash Wilder, too, which is even cooler, because mm-hmm. he's a, Dash Wilder is a huge, like, southern wrestling guy, so WCW, I think, was, was what he grew up on, so... Mm-hmm. Nice matchup there. I'd love to fucking see that match. Have they put it up anywhere? I've only seen clips of, like, <clears throat> Dustin entering, so I'm sure this week if we do a little digging, we could probably come up with some kind of mm-hmm. fan video. Man, um, you know or if WWE puts it up, maybe. That'd be smart. They should do that. 
I mean, because I'm pretty the sure not? they videotape every house show, even the ones that like they don't plan to air. Oh, probably, because at the very least, you could be training some new camera crew and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So why not? Actually, you know what? That would be an interesting um, extra tier. Have they ever mentioned that? Do you know in any of their like surveys for the extra tiers for the network? Like if they would offer house shows? No, I don't think I've ever seen that. But uh, don't quote me on it, though. But that would like, be I mean, a smart shit, like, thing. If, like if you're just a fucking junkie for it, you just can't get enough, and you want like three you're, hours like a night, and you'll <laughs> pay an extra three bucks a month or whatever it is. Like, yeah, then like why the fuck not? Exactly. Um, I could understand, and like they don't even have to show all of them, right? Because sometimes they're maybe they don't want to reveal maybe a match they're working out or something like that. But just mm-hmm. do like, hey, we know we're not showing off anything that's spoiler ish on this one, so we'll show it. Like, mm-hmm. or, yeah, or maybe even they could do um, or like a compilation of like a couple of house match shows or mm, a house, yeah. house show matches, like some of the really good ones from that week or something. Yeah. So even if they wanted to hide some of the ones that, like, all right, we're working out some experimental shit here, but we have, like, this really great main event or, like, this really great one-off match where, like, you know, we're going to be, you know, we're, go- we're going overseas to Europe. And so we're going to have, like, access to some other guy. Like, maybe Pete Dunn's going to show up and fight some guys. You know, fuck it. Like, let's see that on the network. Yeah, exactly. So that'd be fun. All right. So shall we die and dive into our pre-Thanksgiving wrestling that we got this week? Yeah, just to tie that up, though, you know what? That could be a good way to rebrand a show like WWE Main Event. Mm. Like, if they wanted to bring that back, be like, here we go. Like, here's the best, like, house show matches from this week. Yeah, Bam. the main events from this. Right, the main events. Boom, there you go. That would Better work. than anything they're putting on that show right now. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't even know if I've seen... A full episode of main event before did you i've totally forgot this i think it was like lesnar or cena and then the undertaker were on the first episode of main event wow and then that was it <laughs> like after that i just <laughs> went back to jobber matches <laughs> yeah i feel like they, they do try to do that a lot every once in a while where they'll just they'll give a little bit of a shit real quick and then it's just like ah <laughs> Ooh, no shredding toy oh wait we don't care anymore yeah, I mean that's that is so their mo, and yeah. we've seen it a million times. But um, I I got to just say, um, Survivor Series I think had a lot of ups and downs, but like NXT Takeover was really fucking excellent show. Other than some like production issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pretty good show. Uh, yeah. What What was your real quick? What was your favorite match of the whole weekend? Ooh, favorite match of the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, the the fa- women fatal four way from War Games, mm. with Ember okay. Moon winning. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that was a damn good match, and yeah, that was, was yours. The... So I have to ask you though: was oh. part of the reason that that was your favorite because right when she won, that you knew that it was like fuck. I really like I. You think you've got the titles back? Yeah. Well, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, because well, Takeover is the one I really like. Remembered what mm-hmm. each of us picked. Um. And so, like, watching that, I knew I had the upper hand at least that night, I think. Yep. And then, uh, during Survivor Series, I completely forgot, like, <laughs> what you picked yeah. versus me, so. Well, because, so, the, the three matches that it was different was the NXT women's match, 
Okay. The um, Raw Women's Survivor Series match, mm-hmm. and then Shield versus New Day. And I was mm. so damn confident that Nikki Cross was going to win that I felt confident enough in picking New Day. So that when Nikki Cross didn't win, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I just <laughs> knew I was doomed. Because I knew that New, like, New Day was a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, I was like, fuck, I know it. And then there was the fucking opening match. I was like, damn it. They're just going <laughs> to they're gonna crap on my dreams right away. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, my favorite match of the week, or weekend, um, was actually Aleister Black versus Velveteen Dream. I was going to mention that, um, but I just have a s- slight problem with the ending there. Okay. Uh, which is what knocked it down from the Fatal 4 I just think, like, to go... And I, I see both sides of it, but it just kind of irked me a little bit. that So they go in, and the big thing is, Aleister Black is not going to say his name. And then mm. they have this amazing match. And I get it. It's the respect angle of, like, Aleister then saying his name, saying, like, I beat you, but you you took a the fight to me kind of a thing. Um, but I just thought, I was like, oh maybe just like shake his hand or something like you know what i mean what i think what he did was it he transcended velveteen dream in this in that when velveteen dream wanted alistair black to say his name yeah he wanted to do it because he wanted to dominate alistair black he didn't want to respect him he just wanted to dominate him and make his own name at any cost so alistair black was like fuck this kid he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he's trying to do this shit beats him and then afterwards shows him that it's like, look, I can say your name, and instead of it being like that, I'm just, you know, dominating over you. It can be a sign of respect. Like uh-huh. it's, he's beaten him, and then is so much of like a weird tweener baby face that he can almost like, it's like um, this is gonna be a really weird reference, but like, did you did you watch a lot of uh, Justice League a long time ago, like the uh, cartoon series on Cartoon Network? Yeah. I also saw the movie recently. Just <laughs> like, oh, wait, I've got my pieces coming. I'll have to ask you about the movie because I haven't yeah. seen it yet. But um, uh, so on the show, there was uh, there was an episode where you get to see Flash, and he was talking to some of his villains because a lot of his villains are just like criminals trying to make money. Yeah. And there's this one episode where he's talking to Trickster in the bar, and he's asking him about how it's like, yo, Trickster, did you take your meds and stuff like that? He's trying to like check in on his villain and make sure that he's okay. Uh huh. It like it almost kind of reminded me of that, like that Alistair Black is such like a, like an interesting and compelling character, and he's so secure in of himself that he can beat up this guy and then afterwards like check in on him, and be like, dude, all right, are you all right? Like I kicked your ass. Mm. Look, like and hey, you actually you put up a pretty good fight. You did a good job, but I'm done. Like and then just walk away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just wish they would have maybe made that more clear or something like that. Then because he's just yeah. such. And I guess the problem is, like, his character is just still so cloudy, so to speak. I think that's part of his appeal, though, right? Yeah. But that's... Because, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm interested in him. Yeah. And he he puts on great matches, and I thought they they stole the night with their match. Like, I was so surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was a really well-told story in the match. Yeah. That was what I think made it so excellent. Because it really put over both guys. <clears throat> yeah, it was a it was a great story of the the way I saw it was, uh, Velveteen Dream having to keep up his game, because Alistair just kept countering him, and it led to this point of I loved the scene of uh, Alistair starting to do like the crawling up and getting in, 
Velveteen's face. Mm-hmm. And Velveteen being like, oh shit, this is what this guy will do to like, yeah. get to me. <laughs> uh, so I liked that. Um, and yeah, and then it then it led with, well, Alistair's still always going to have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I thought it was really fucking excellent. And you know what, maybe at some point Velveteen Dream could come out and kind of cut more of a promo and explain a little bit more of that story and wrap it up. Yeah, either one of them, actually. I would be okay mm-hmm. with just hearing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but yeah, so that was an excellent match. The fucking four-way women's match was excellent. And that was... It was... I really loved the build for this match, too, and just, like, the way that this match was put together because you really felt like, in a lot of ways, anybody could have won. Yes. Like, there was a I, good case for every single one of these women to win. Yeah, and I actually... I have to say, um, as much as I wanted her to win because of my prediction... I kind of wanted Peyton, Peyton Royce to win during that match. I I get what you're saying, but I think it's just because of, like, we just really appreciate Peyton Royce. Like, she's gotten really great. Yeah, and I think that was it, maybe. And I just thought that, mm-hmm. like, I, taking the predictions out of my head, I was just like, oh, I think that would really throw an interesting wrench into the, the women's division. Mm-hmm. Of just, like, I don't think anyone would have thought of her, so... Yeah, I mean, it is. It does make a lot of sense from a natural progression standpoint. From like, the it, it does feel weird to give it to Ember Moon from the standpoint that she was the last woman to fight Oscar and lose multiple times. Right. So like, it just if she was going to be the one that was getting the title next anyway, like why didn't you just have her book to beat Oscar? Like, unless unless they have in their mind maybe a really long term storyline where that Ember Moon from at this point has to go undefeated until she goes up to the main roster and then maybe has a rematch with Asuka or something. Like, that's the only way that I think can make this make optimal sense. Uh Uh-huh. Because otherwise, yeah, I feel like it would make sense to do something like a Peyton Royce or like a Nikki Cross, like somebody who's a little bit more of a diversion out of the way after, you know, Asuka's not there. So then Ember Moon can come and then beat one of them or something like that. Mm. Or that Kyrie Sane can chase and then beat one of them. Like, you know, something like that. There can be a little more of a build. Yeah, Kyrie was the only one I was just like, like I get it. She's coming off the win of the main, cl- the May Young Classic, but I just would want a little more backstory for her in NXT for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hopefully, Ember Moon can really step it up on the mic too, because I think honestly at this point that's probably my biggest criticism for her of, as far as her performance. Because I think that ever since she came back from that injury and she had that big match with Asuka, like, her ring work has, I think, gotten way better. Like, it was already good, but it's gotten just, like, a next level better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, her, I don't know, her mic work and her character is still kind of weird. I don't know. What do you think? I, I can see that. Um, but I think she'll progress even more and mm-hmm. be fine. <clears throat> well, I guess this will be the test, right? It's like, all right, here we yeah. go. You've got the title. You got the spotlight. Yeah, and I think uh I think Asuka handing it to her uh, was a nice little surprise that I think actually worked. I did um, I did like that, I will admit. Yeah. Um I was just like, oh shit, when I saw they had Asuka there, and then all of a sudden she jumped to the ring, I was like, Oh, this is kinda cool. Although, like, I, I like it if it pays off that I I feel like they have to have a rematch. Yeah. Like, 
and I almost I think at this point I want it to be that Asuka still has to stay undefeated on the main roster until Ember Moon comes up. And then Ember Moon can be the one to end the undefeated streak. Oh, that would be a nice make-do. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that would be the way that you do it. Because if you can get enough heat under Ember Moon, then that would be the way to really pay off this storyline. So, I don't know, because they cleared out a lot of the women from NXT, but we still got Nikki Cross down there. We still got Iconic. I'm actually I'm really surprised, because I thought Iconic were going to be the ones that would come up. Like, if anybody. Yeah, um, I, I did not predict the ones that came up at all. Uh, but, yeah, we still got Iconic down there. They got, yeah, Nikki Cross. Um, you got Ember. a lot of, like, the Mae Young Classic women. So, you got the yeah, like Mercedes Martinez, Kyrie Sane. Shayna Baszler, I assume. Yeah, well, we knew that uh, mm-hmm. with people, with girls coming in from the Mae Young Classic, that um, call-ups were probably going to happen soon, right? Mm-hmm. Well, call-ups or, or releases. Very true. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised at the people who uh, got called up, which uh, I guess, do we want to talk about that since we're kind of talking about it at this point? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so on Raw, we had, was Raw Sonya Deville and... And Mandy, Ruby. oh no, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember her last name for a second. Thank you. <laughs> Both of which, interestingly, lost the latest Tough Enough, and were pretty shitty in this debut. <laughs> like well, both of them looked really lost. Uh, you know, kind of even their footing was just shitty. I don't know. What did, What did you think? I mean, I thought I, Paige I was okay, that. but my biggest criticism is. The fucking same storyline happening on both shows. Well, all right. So here's my question with you about that. Because of the same storyline on both. Yeah. Are these two factions in cahoots or are they in competition? Like, one of them, like, are they in cahoots or is, like, are, is, is Ruby Riot intentionally mirroring Paige in an attempt to be like, fuck you, Paige. I can be you, but better. I mean, I guess so. But, I mean, we, we've made clear through Survivor Series, right, that these brands are hate each other and want to outdo each other so mm-hmm. i wouldn't get factions trying to mimic each other on either show i don't know so so do you think they are in cahoots or do you think they're copycats i think it's copycats and i think it's just bad writing <laughs> <laughs> that would be so horrendous like if like if they did it the first time and then they just legitimately didn't even have it planned before the next day and they was like let's do it again like, like that's it. what it's that's what it came across to me like like oh worked on monday let's do it again on tuesday that's i think that's the really cynical way to do it i i, I think it's more intentional i think they did it on purpose because i think they're in cahoots i think this is one giant faction led by page hold on can and, we point out that we've like switched sides here that you're the one that's saying wwe is maybe doing something really good and i'm the one saying no whoa, it sucks hold on hold on <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just defending the opposite because you say that they're copycats. That these two groups are not aligned, but I think that they are. I think that Paige is the one mastermind behind both groups, and that Ruby Riot is her second in command. And um, for whatever reason, she decided as a policy for her new army that uh, they needed two blonde bimbos and they needed two brunette uh, kind of dikey women. Like yeah, for each squad, because <laughs> you got Sony Deville, and you got Sarah Logan, 
and then you've got uh, Mandy Rose and Liv Morgan. And I don't, I like all four of those women are absolutely not ready for the main roster. I don't think. I don't, maybe Sarah Logan, but I don't know. What do, uh, what do you think? Ruby Riot is, I would say. Well, I, like I was saying, the four, the four that are not Ruby Riot and Paige. I think Ruby Riot oh, and Paige would be fine. Yeah. But like Sony Deville, Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. No, none of them are ready. I would say. And you're right, maybe, maybe Logan. She's on, like, the, the edge there. Yeah, but, like, she hasn't even been used worth dick on NXT TV. And even in the, the Mae Young Classic, she was, like, a first... I think she lost in the first round, right? I mean, but look at... Liv, the same with Liv Morgan. She's basically been a jobber on NXT. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand the... Yeah, she's, like... <laughs> If, like, they tried to smash Carmella and Alexa Bliss together and you didn't really get at either the benefits of either one, you just kind of got half-assed of each one because, like, she's small and blonde and she's got this, like, Jersey Girl gimmick. But, like, she's not a great wrestler and she's not a great talker. Like, she's a worse talker than both of them. She's a worse wrestler than both of them. She got, like, half the skills of each, but it didn't end up making a whole. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) It, the sums of the the parts did not equal the whole. Yeah, in this one, um, I don't know. I I think they're gonna die a death up here, but maybe not. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's their philosophy now. That is like they've they've had them down there for long enough that they're just like you know what fuck it put them on the rain roster. We'll see if maybe one or two of them stick around, and we'll just fire the other ones. Because we got so many women that came in with the Mayon Classic that it's like, you know, they they just really do not have the space for useless women anymore. They don't have the useless. They don't have space for useless performers. They really don't. No. They have so many people under contract. It's and so insane. you think they're just like throwing a lot of people onto the deep end? If they're smart, I mean, they have released a couple people over the last couple months, so like, maybe they're starting to wise up. Maybe. Um. Um. But anyway, I guess to go back to NXT because yeah, definitely got to talk about uh and Andrade Cien Almas winning the NXT title. Yeah, that was a surprise there, and I recently read um from the credible credible source of uh Jim Ross actually that uh Drew McIntyre uh hurt his bicep possibly in this match mm-hmm. um which i didn't know until like i read it like today i think um and that's what led to the if you felt like the ending was rushed like mm-hmm. that's why yeah i mean a little bit that makes sense yeah apparently it's because he got hurt and so they said all right just go home now that's fair well i mean and then that's you know just gives more time for war games and honestly, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for McIntyre. It's unfortunate for anybody when they get injured and shit. But you know, sometimes these things are a blessing in disguise. And uh, you know, maybe that's going to be the case for McIntyre because mm-hmm. he seemed to be a little bit like weirdly stale. I don't know. What Even though think? he's like only a couple months into it. <laughs> well, it's I don't know. Like to me. There were a lot of, like, little moments of brilliance and stuff. Like, his matches were pretty good. But, like, I felt like there was something about his character that felt very forced. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you feel like that? Yeah, no, definitely. I was 
kind of tiring on him as champion because I felt like there's nothing that interesting there. And mm-hmm. I think even if almost has a short reign, I think throwing a wrench in like this makes it a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. I I do think his reign is probably going to be short because I'm, I'm assuming with McIntyre, do we know what his timetable is for how long he's going to be out? Uh, it's They need to find out what the injury actually is. And so mm-hmm. if it's a complete tear of his bicep, uh, JR said about a year. Whew. Yeah. Fuck. But uh, if it's just like a sprain or something like that, something less severe, then it would be less than that. So. All right. So assumedly he'll probably at least be out for the next takeover. Uh, probably. So I'm thinking Andrade is probably going to be defending against Alistair Black. Like or Adam Cole. Well, you wouldn't want to do heel versus heel. I mean, I guess unless... Because Adam Cole does get a lot of cheers, but he's supposed to be a heel. While Aleister Black is definitely a babyface. True. So, I think you could definitely like put it on Aleister Black, and then you could do Adam Cole versus Aleister Black or something if you wanted to. And maybe Aleister Bla- or Adam Cole with uh, Undisputed either finishes off Sanity and or gets rid of Roderick Strong at this next pay-per-view as kind of like the thing in between. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, that Andrade winning actually throws it throws a bigger wrench than I thought, to keep mm-hmm. using that metaphor, Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> into the whole baby face and heel thing. Huh. I mean, it's, it's an excellent wrench because, like, I'm really glad that he's getting rewarded because... Yeah. It's just though mm-hmm. my my concern is what baby safe face is ready. Because don't get me wrong, I think him and Alistair could have great matches. I'm just wondering, is Alistair ready for a title match? Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, he he, dude. When you put on paper that he was gonna have to put on this feud and this match with Velveteen Dream, did anybody think that shit was gonna be as half as amazing as it was? True. No. But then he just fucking like pfft, knocked out the park, and then as far as just like a straight up match, he had um what fucking match did he have on a takeover? Was it against like Cassius Ono, or was it um because uh, I know that he had like the good matches against uh Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly when they debuted in, and those were yes. fucking fantastic. Yeah, um, even made their his opponents look good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, why the fuck not? He fucking made a feud in a match with Velveteen Dreamwork. It was absurd as fuck. Like, I think he could definitely do it. <laughs> Crowd is into him. Has solid matches. Yeah. there's. I think there's no reason not to do Aleister Black next. The only reason before was because it was like, oh, well, Drew McIntyre's clearly a big project for them, but now that he's kind of out of the window, it's like, well, all right. <laughs> Because if not him, then who who would it be? True, I'm I'm not sure. The only other guy I think you could do, and you could do this if you wanted to, uh, is if you wanted to do Gargano. Have Gargano make a comeback story, get the title, and then have the uh, Champa feud also be a title feud. Because when Champa comes back, then he could be challenging Gargano for the title. Yeah, and Champa should be coming back soon, right? 
I feel like he's got to be right because it's been a while. Because they got in, he got injured. Um, it was in I want to say was it Brooklyn or Chicago? I can't. Am I in crack or was it even before that? Was it was it the WrestleMania takeover? It might have been, dude. That was a long ass time ago. Yeah. So if it was that one, then I think it was because I think they said about a year for his injury too. Yeah. So, so you know what? I mean, that could be, um, that could be a way they could go. They could have Gargano, mm-hmm. and I think actually that would that would actually be a really interesting story. They could totally do that, especially because like almost part of his ascension and rise to getting the NXT title was some big wins over Gargano. So there's like a really big built-in like rivalry with these guys, and we've seen that they had a killer match before. Yeah, they could even just do an in-between feud, right? Of have Gargano go for it and lose yet again. Yeah, they could also do that again. Like, it's his big shot to get the NXT. Like, because I don't think he's ever had an NXT title shot before, has he? No, because he was with uh, Ciampa, and then they split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe they could try and build it up, and you really think it could happen, and maybe that's how Ciampa comes back, is, like, he screws him. Yeah. And he doesn't get the... There you go. And then Black could be the uh, next contender or Cole. Or um, maybe they hire some other random guy off the indies that they want to push to the moon. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Kenny Um, Omega. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, give it about two years. Um, Because didn't he just re-sign with New Japan? I forget how long it was. Um, Yeah. I feel like with where he's positioned, he's going to be in New Japan for a while, and he should. It's I think it'd be smart to stay there. Um, anyway, let's go back. Uh, so then we just have War Games themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the setup? Because I don't have you seen any other previous War Games matches? I've seen some. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I I gotta say, um, one of the things I liked that they the way that they booked the the different teams coming in because i thought that they all brought like a really good feel to the match like i thought it made sense starting with all the leaders that's that's like a you know balls are out this is a wrestling match (laughs) we're getting out there you know kind of that feel because it's a war games match Mm -hmm. and so we have that for a little while and then of course undisputed era come in and that's like all right the wily heels are getting the the you know the the upper hand for the one time that they really can until authors of pain come in and just destroy everything so it's just you know using the cage using the environment using then, roddy using roddy throwing people and then you have sanity come in and then just turn it into a fucking crazy ass ecw hardcore match uh-huh and so i thought that was a lot of fun that like each team brought a new feel to the match yeah what'd you think of it i agreed with that um, cause I was very skeptical of the whole teams entering mm-hmm. like when, uh, after a certain time limit, um, I think I just would have preferred the teams coming out from the back like they did in the old days, like have it really be a surprise. Uh, yeah. cause I get, they kind of did that with the, the light, like going across the three cages. Well, which cage is going to get unlocked? They Even like doing they that. Like that up. <laughs> yeah. And then the lights fucked up and then they couldn't also couldn't unlock the guy's cages in time like 
Um, but my big thing was also, uh, not having the roof. And then I understand that they were trying to do that spot with Cole and, uh, who was it? Uh, Roderick, right? Yeah. Um, the super plex off the top. But then, uh, I was listening to another podcast and they brought up the point. It was really good. So if they have the rule that if you leave the cage and like Mm -hmm. feet hit the floor, your whole team is disqualified. Mm Mm-hmm. They pointed out why didn't Roddy just push Adam Cole off the top then? Well, I kept thinking like when I was watching Adam Cole go up there, I was like, "What the fuck is that piece of shit doing?" And then I was thinking like, "Oh, wait, is he gonna?" Uh, and then Roddy started coming up, and I thought started thinking, "Is he gonna try and lure him up there and then throw Roddy off?" Because I thought that would have been a genius move to really get Adam some fucking real heat. Yeah, either that too, right? That's another way of thinking. Like, about like it. you yeah. go up there and like play possum, or even make it like you keep looking at like, oh, I'm gonna escape, I'm gonna run because mm-hmm. I'm such a coward. And then Roddy comes up and then be like, psych, fucking throw you out. Yeah, that would have been some bonkers heel shit. Because then you know what? Then they could have really played the advantage of like, all right, now let's gang up on Sanity because they're dead, and get the win really quick. Yeah, because authors of pain are technically out of the match. Exactly. Or, you know, you could play that into, like, Authors of Pain being so fucking pissed that then they just go on a rampage. And just destroy everybody and then just leave. <laughs> yeah, just just kill everybody and then Adam Cole's the only one who didn't get killed because he was out of reach. And yeah. then just pins Eric Young. Like, that would have worked. The other mm-hmm. thing I could have, if they didn't want to do that and they still just wanted to do the superplex spot, like, how didn't they just end the match after the superplex? Yeah, that was my other thing. There were so many points in the match that these big moves or something was hit, mm-hmm. and then no pins or anything like that. And I was just like, oh, why? Yeah, because like that, that superplex absolutely should have been the end. Yes. The way that that was booked. Oh, and can we also talk about... I get like the, everyone had to be there to like make it a bigger deal of like, oh, they're crashing in and take everybody out. Mm-hmm. But the guys were just literally standing there and waiting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't we have done, like, just, like, they were all brawling, and then, like, they did the superplex? Instead of the, all of them just looking up at the same time, at the same point, and I was just like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was rough. And then there was that spot where um they did the two uh, power bombs, like, the or, no, the two Tower of Dooms, where Adam Cole was in the middle. You remember that spot? Uh, yeah, I think so. And, like, the f- <laughs> and then right afterwards, like, both of the uh, authors of Pain were, like, gonna come for Adam Cole, but, like, they fucking circled back around and just, like, fell down for no reason. Because, like, it, they like they were playing the replay, so they had to wait to oh, try yeah. and go after him, and they realized it was like, oh, shit, wait, the replay's on, hold on. So they, like, fell down and then, like, circled back. <laughs> and, like, the cameras caught it. So it was just like, oh, my gosh. It was rough. It was rough from a production standpoint. And, uh, yeah. It was like, there were so many good ideas and moments of brilliance inside a really rough edged match. Like, there was a lot of rough spots. Yeah. But in the end, I think it got the point across. I think it got the point across. Um, and I think it's definitely a match that they should revisit again in the future. Like, I feel like this experiment should not yield the result of them being like well fuck war games we're not doing it again it should be like all right let's clean it up and let's do it again sometime yeah well because uh with all these people uh, war games reappearing uh there's 
been a lot of podcasts on like the history of war games and stuff like that. The Elimination Chamber was WWE's response to war games. It was mm. basically they had done well, war games was more popular back in like the eighties and stuff like that. But um, when people were like, "Hey, you bought WCW, you should do war games," like use their idea, and Vince was like, "No, we're gonna do something even better," and like came up with the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, I do, I do like the Elimination Chamber too. Yes, I think it's a cool concept. Um, but you know, I as far as concepts go, something that I like even more than that is uh, to delve real quick before we go into Survivor Series. I want to do our fan question of the week. Ah, this is one I like a lot. Uh, we are tasked with pitching our dream Survivor Series five on five teams to go head on head against each other so this is you could pick you know anybody you want uh who is your team five on five your dream team okay any promotion any era right yeah i suppose we could do any era um i i put together a team that is all current people but i don't think you have to do that okay um because I figure you definitely want to have HBK on there. So obviously he's the captain. <laughs> he's the captain. Um, then I'm gonna go. Uh, let's see. I do Sean. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna go. Roderick Strong. Whoa, Roddy Strong. Yeah, he's in your top five. Uh huh. And then, oh, so I like um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, man, I know I had no idea you were such a big mark for uh, Roderick Strong and Seth Rollins. Finn Balor, I'm up to Finn four, Balor. right? Yep. And who do I want to round it out with? Oh, there's a couple guys I want to do. Um, there's... well, you've got a lot of um. Let's see. Yeah, you said Roderick Strong. Um, you got a lot of work rate guys. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to work rate the match to death. Exactly. Um, Adam Cole. And Adam Cole. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, right, that's, who that's, do you got? H- that's HBK was your captain. Yeah. You have Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. You have Adam Cole. You have... Um, Shit, who are your other two? Finn Balor and Finn Balor Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins. That's right. Man. All right. So you've got the uh, vanilla midget brigade. <laughs> of baby Shawn Michaels faces. and his uh, his little minions. And, <laughs> and Shawn Michaels and the vanilla midget brigade. <laughs> Even though Seth Rollins is bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So that, that's perfect because you can go up against my heel team. Uh, of course, Great. led by Captain Mundo, Johnny yeah. Mundo, uh, accompanied by the Worldwide Underground in secret. And then I have Pentagon Jr., Pete Dunne, Kenny Omega, and to round it out, Samoa Joe. <laughs> so we just got straight brawlers, and people were going to fucking cheat. And who are going to fucking put you to sleep. It's going to be a bad time. I have to say, I I predicted all of those except Samoa Joe out of you. Oh, shit. Who was, who was your fifth that you thought I was going to throw in there? 
I I didn't know. I could. I was just like definitely Omega, definitely Moon. Well, like Mundo was the most definite. Okay, so yeah. Mundo. I was like Omega. He's big on Pete Dunn. Like, <laughs> oh, I I would say Pentagon also was a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Samoa Joe there. Nice. I I love Samoa Joe, man. He's good. He's. Although you know what, I guess I was, oh, I was you tempted know? to put in AJ Styles, but I decided yes, I was kind of going with like a heel theme. Yeah. So, do you want to put so AJ I, Styles on your team? Yeah, I guess if I was gonna. Who, oh man, I, Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles on the same team. Exactly. Get rid of Finn Balor, man. <laughs> you didn't even say Demon Balor. You just said Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you're going with Demon Balor, then he'd be a good addition still. Yeah. Fuck it. No, you know what? I'm going six man team. <laughs> six man team. <laughs> And adding in AJ. Yeah, you're you... right. Because AJ and Sean on the same team is amazing. Yeah, that's... Man, that's... That's almost as good as Mundo and Omega on the same team. <laughs> the king Leaves... of Lucha Underground versus... Or not versus. With, with the king of... With the New... king of the Bullet Club. Yeah. The two and greatest heel factions in the world right now. All there right. Yeah. So that dream match would probably be better than either of the Survivor Series tag team matches that happened. Man, shit! I actually, I would really fucking love to see this match now. Yeah, you got <laughs> this this heel alliance coming up against these baby faces. We need to oh get the like the newest WWE game and put that match. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that'd be epic as fuck. All right, challenge accepted. It's got to be for the titles though. Yeah, the five man title. <laughs> the five man titles. You just have five belts that you have to strap onto yourself <laughs> on one person. Yeah, if they're the sole survivor. Yes. You split the belts among the, the survivors. That's how you do it. Yeah. So then, uh, in, in the case of uh, Triple H and Braun Strowman, uh, how many belts... Because, you know what, I, I have to admit, one very small note before we really dissect this match. Okay. I am really fucking pissed off that Kurt Angle got an elimination in that match. <laughs> From a booking standpoint, the fact that Braun Strowman didn't get every single elimination other than one that like Triple H screwed him out of, I think was bullshit. It's that's kind of funny. I hadn't thought about that. <sighs> All right. So where do you want to start for Survivor Series? Do you want to start at the main event or do you want to Go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, let's start at the main event and work down. All right. So the five-on-five five men's Survivor Series match. What did you yeah. think of this match? Um, I thought parts were good and parts were bad. <laughs> um, I think you had parts like <coughs> seeing some of these matchups that you wouldn't see normally. Mm-hmm. So, so what, did, seeing... what did you think of like Nakamura's brief time in the match? That's what I'm talking about. So Nakamura going in there, mm-hmm. um, and seeing him just in the same ring as, say, uh, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor and Triple H, guys like that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was think, re- like he really maximized his little bit of time. Yeah, and then uh, Braun just immediately eliminating him. <laughs> well, he he got to go on that little bit of a tear. Like he teased those couple matches. Yeah, and, yeah, matchups, and uh, you went on a little bit of a tear. And I liked that um, even in his mannerisms, he was, like, jiggling with excitement. Like, because he <laughs> wanted to get in the ring with certain guys. 
Like, I thought that was so awesome because that was so him. Like, it wouldn't have worked for anybody else. But for Shinsuke Nakamura, like, that works for his character, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then he kamikazes out. Then we have Bobby Roode, who I thought did not even make nearly as much of an impression. It was really yeah, just he, that one moment with uh, Triple H. Triple H where he posed and then got punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> just like a, hey, I'm like you, but not as good. Punch. <laughs> so then we had Strowman eliminate him with the running power slam as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena eliminates Samoa Joe with the attitude adjustment. Um, yeah. And then Kurt Angle eliminates John Cena with the Olympic slam. Yep, just, you know, for fuck it, whatever. And this was this was also coming after, like, the really weird spot of, like, Orton and Cena just destroying the fuck out of Braun Strowman, but then somehow him not being eliminated. Even though I thought, I'm pretty damn sure he was the legal guy when all that was going down. And, like, countouts are a thing. Not when they don't want them to be a thing. Yeah, just, not not today. We just, you know, we we could not figure out how to book this otherwise, so... Fuck it. Yeah. Apparently. Um, but then, yeah, we got down to uh, eventually Orton going out, Finn Balor going out, uh, Cena going out to the angle slam, like you said. Uh, then we had Cena goes out to the angle slam, uh, Orton eliminated by... Or, Orton eliminates Finn Balor with mm-hmm. the RKO. Um, Strowman then eliminates Randy with the running power slam. Uh, Shane McMahon eliminates Kurt Angle. Um, well, oh, you know, after, because because yeah. Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my notes are a little sketchy yeah. here. What, what? So, what did you think of like just that whole finishing sequence? Because yeah, it got down to just it like the just Shane, for... Shane versus three. So we knew it was like all right, Shane's donezo. Yeah, how's this going down? And it was just to get Triple H over more. Like that's basically it, right? <laughs> yeah like this is fucking bizarre man cause like alright so the, the fallout from all this whole thing with like alright so he if, if I can remember his attempt at double crossings from this match uh, the match is easily won so he sends Kurt Angle in there to go do the dirty business but then turns on Kurt Angle fucking slams him down puts Shane's corpse on him so Kurt Angle has been betrayed and he's out which Apparently, even on Raw, like, Kurt Angle still has his job, so it's not even that, like, him losing means that he loses his job. You know, Triple H just decides to be a fucking dick. Yeah. So he does that, and then immediately afterwards, then decides to kind of, like, gauge the situation with Shane McMahon to see whether he can forge an alliance with him against Braun Strowman. But then Braun Strowman seems to be catching on to what's going on, so Triple H thinks better of it and decides not to betray Braun Strowman and instead re-betrays Shane McMahon and then pins him. And then afterwards, him and Braun Strowman have won the match and Braun Strowman then basically warns him, don't fuck with me. You know, and then has him like choked out and all that sort of shit. Like, you know, don't try your fucking games on me or I'll kill you. Exactly. Triple H then decides to fucking hit him from behind, and then he proceeds to then kill Triple H a little bit more. So, Triple H just can't help himself to stab anybody in the back anytime their back is exposed, even when it's ludicrously stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Is that what we're supposed to believe? And that then anybody who believes him is then therefore even dumber than him? Basically. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words at this. Yeah, Help me out, Joe. I, I, I can't. I just think it's Triple H doing his thing where he comes in, and I'll give it to him that he usually in the end of a feud will put guys over, but these first times when he comes back after a while, he buries guys. Yeah, this is just it was just kind of fucking stupid. You know what? Like, yeah. I just I really hope at the very least that it's like this guy puts over Braun Strowman. Honestly, fucking put over Angle too, because like there's no fucking reason for you to beat him. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Uh, if if you guys want to try and do some other shit with Jason Jordan, maybe even fucking put over Jason Jordan at some point. Like, well, that's the so you would think coming out of that match, what what feud would you say? Triple H and or Braun Strowman should have. Well, all right. So coming out of that, I feel like they need to do Braun Strowman first, right? But apparently they're not. I guess because it's like because it, now we're getting uh, Triple H and Angle slash Jordan, mm-hmm. and then Kane versus Strowman again because they just put that on hold for Survivor Series and now they're reopening it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's like so. I guess on some level you have to address the thing with Angle first, right? Because they have the whole, like, him being the GM. Like, that that Angle needs to be addressed. Uh, the Angle with Angle. Yeah. So, that's fair. And because, like, Strowman's the kind of guy that you can easily distract with other things, like have him go after a title or go after a guy. But I guess that's the fucking thing now is, like, with the IC title now being on Reigns. I don't know. Yeah, that was our main event. Like, I forgot about that. So... You know, either, unless either he's going to go after Reigns again or if they're going to have him go after Lesnar again which I don't think they're going to do yet if at all because I feel like the plan is still to do Reigns and Lesnar at Wrestlemania probably right so I, I don't know what like if you had to think like what, what would be your thought for like what is the plan for Strowman for Wrestlemania if there is one I guess they have to start now <sighs> right because that that's gotta be a feud. It's te- like he attacked him after the match, and all we saw in Raw is Strowman going, "I re- I want to beat you up again," and Triple H going, "No, I'm good." You know what? I just I just had a thought. Uh, I don't even know if there would even, I don't even know if I have any fucking appeal for this match. I don't even know if I fucking care. But here's a here's a pitch, because he's he's kind of still involved with Kane, right? Braun Strowman. Oh, he's definitely that's the that's the feud right now. Right. So what if after he's done with Kane, what if this leads into a feud with Undertaker at WrestleMania and that he finally retires Undertaker? Wait, Undertaker's not retired anymore? I don't know. Didn't Lola <laughs> just say some sort of shit about how he feels like Undertaker still got some matches in him? And Oh, I haven't heard that I interview know, I, yet. I feel Is like that... Reigns hasn't said anything about, like, I retired The Undertaker in a little while, so... I don't know, man, because, like, they just keep carting his ass out. I could see it. I could see them just doing it again. I mean, I could see it. I just don't want to see it. <laughs> I, I don't want to see it either. But I'm trying to think, because, like, unless they're going to... Because I think, actually, it would be really cool. Because fuck this Reigns and Lesnar shit. Like, can you just have Braun Strowman go for the title? Like, can't we just have Strowman beat Lesnar? Apparently not I, yet. 
Apparently, Strowman's got to do Kane first, and then Triple H. Yeah. Uh, boo. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, I'm trying to think, like, uh, who, who would – like, maybe if, – if you could build a feud with, like, Samoa Joe, maybe that would be really good, because I feel like he, they could put on a good match, those two. Because like, Samoa Joe is just a fucking magician, man. I think he's really good. Yeah, and I think – He's come out of recent stuff uh, a lot better than he should have. But uh, I just, for Strowman right now, I think they have their path, and I just don't think we're going to like it. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It probably just, it probably will lead to Triple H at WrestleMania. That could make yeah. sense. Um, so what were then, your other highlights? Oh, sorry, we... Well, I was just going to say that I'm wondering, like, because if, if, if they do Angle and Triple H earlier, then does that mean that maybe they do, like, Angle and Jordan at I WrestleMania? Like, they seem to, like, they had Angle come out and threaten Triple H, and then it was just, oh, no, we're going to have uh, Strowman come out and interrupt that. I don't, I, I really don't know where they're going with any of this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but, um, man, I don't know. I just, I just really hope they don't just kind of throw Strowman to the wayside and just, like, weird feuds. Like, oh, we're just going to have him feud with Kane for no reason for months on end. Just because we, you know, for whatever reason, just don't want to make him the guy. Yeah. Even, it's like, and they're, they're so married to having, like, this idea of, like, we want to have one guy and we just want to have him be the guy forever. And it's like, why don't we just go with the guys that are popular and see how far we can go with them? Instead of just being like, oh, well, he's he's not the guy, so we're just, nah. <laughs> Even though, like, in yeah. every capacity, in well, other than, like, if you if you hooked up Strowman with a manager, then he'd be ready in every single way. Yeah. But even in a lot of ways, like, his character kind of works sometimes without a manager, too, because he can just be really simple of just coming out, fucking just destroy people. Doesn't have to say anything, right? Because it's like, you know, he can talk for, like, a, maybe a minute if he needs to, if that. Mm-hmm. You know, it... And he doesn't need to be a long-term champion. Like, he just... I think he just needs to be more correctly positioned as being this real top guy. Because it's like, he, they keep doing this weird shit where it's like, they'll they'll let him be himself for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they'll just rip it out from under him. Like, when they had the match with Lesnar, like, you could even tell with the way that match was booked, it felt so much of just like, Strowman is just like, legitimately beating the fuck out of Lesnar. It's like, yeah, like, he should be the top guy. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, but wait... I guess Lesnar has to be the champion, right? And then he just, like, hits the F5. It just felt very mechanical. The match was over. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it just felt like the, the machine, like, or the machine of WWE, they're just like, and we're just not going to give it to you, even though you're ready. Like, I don't know. At least AJ Styles got a good match out of Lesnar, though. That's true. I will say that. Good job. Fucking AJ Styles, man. Making Lesnar actually earn his paycheck. <laughs> Lesnar had to beat him up. Styles made an excellent comeback. And then, as we all suspected, Lesnar won with the F5. But I enjoyed that match, actually. Yeah, I, this is definitely one of Lesnar's better ones, for sure. Um, and then uh, we have the SmackDown uh, and Raw women's match uh, for Survivor Series. What did you think of that one? Um, this this had a lot of really weird ups and downs to it because like I thought getting rid of Becky Lynch really early on was really really fucking odd. 
Yeah, she did absolutely um, nothing. And I think, well, I from a booking standpoint, it was like, who the fuck else on that team is really that believable in helping you win that match? Like, getting rid of Becky Lynch, I think, immediately spelled the end where it was like, oh, well, Raw's winning. Yeah, and Bailey getting it, too, with a schoolboy. Like, not even... Right. Like, it was, it was so out of character for her. It was so weird. Like, mm-hmm. I really would have liked for, you know, because they could have done, you know, maybe some shit where, like, you know, Tamina does get, like, an elim- elimination or two, like, some big shit, and then maybe Bailey gets a big, like, holy shit, she eliminated Tamina. Like, it's a big deal or something. And then, you know, you could have somebody come in opportunistically and get rid of Bailey. Yeah, you could do stuff like that. You know, somebody do, like, a schoolboy roll up on her when she's beaten up and distracted. Yeah. Like, do, the, do that to her. Instead what do you of having think of her do that to Tamina Becky? Tamina basically... I mean, Tamina basically did eliminate Nia Jax. Yeah, you know, they, they remembered countouts in that match. But they <laughs> conveniently forgot them in the main event. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Uh, good job, I guess, for trying. Tamina. Uh, yeah. One of her better efforts, I guess. You know, she didn't completely stink up the match. So, I guess that's a lot of, like, the best you can hope for for her, right? Yeah, and then I just thought the highlight of this one was they let Asuka be Asuka. Yeah, they finally did let her have that spot there at the end where it was like, all right, this was the story, the build for this match was Asuka gets to fucking kill the bitches. Yeah. So, I was glad they finally let her have that. I was almost, if anything, I feel like they should have let her kill more of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come back from more of a, a deficit. But have I her be like fun. the sole survivor and she just takes out the whole SmackDown team. Yeah, just like straight up five on one. That could have worked. Because you know what, actually, if they wanted to do that stupid roll-up thing right in the beginning, they should have just got rid of Alicia Fox. Like, that <laughs> really should have been who they did that to. Because she's the stupid kind of crazy bitch that like, you know, she could have just come out there like, I'm going to start the match because I'm the captain. And then yeah, and you know, start, somebody like, says the... something to her and she turns around and is arguing with Sasha and then gets rolled up. Yeah, exactly. Boom, gone. And then she'd be like, what? I'm not eliminated. Fuck you. With her megaphone, too. Yeah. Oh, and then she could even do some sort of stupid shit and get somebody else disqualified on her team. Like, she just loses her shit. Yeah. Like, you know, that could really fucking help even sell the story of, like, holy shit, they're already down three to five. Like, you know, because it's safer in that example. Sasha was the one that distracted her. Then maybe she fucking, like, <laughs> gets Sasha eliminated out of the match somehow. So then it's down to Bailey, Naya, and Asuka. Then you still do the count-out spot with Naya. You do the fucking Bailey was valiant but gets defeated. And then it's down to Asuka. Ba-bam. She just kills. And Asuka kills. Asuka's gonna kill you. Look at that. How long did that take us? A couple minutes. I mean, admittedly, like, there's not... It was still, like... At the end of the day, I think they did right by Asuka, which was the yeah. main point of the match. So Exactly. Everyone else will be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Well, uh, you got any other highlights from Survivor Series? Um, shit, not really. Because, like, you know, Baron Corbin and Miz was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fart. Uh, Usos and Bar was pretty damn good. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I will say, too, even though I was very sad because I knew that I lost the titles then. Uh, Usos, or not Usos, uh, New Day and Shield was a really good match, I thought, for the most part. Yeah. There was, and I think there was a really good way they could have made New Day win that match because, like, they were focusing so much on Dean Ambrose 
mm-hmm. that that really could have been the story at the end that it was like look like you know hey we don't have to beat the shield we just have to beat one of you and that's what we did we put we picked down one of you we picked dean ambrose and we fucking isolated him and we won we did we did what you guys do which yeah is exactly <laughs> three guys tackle like one opponent mm-hmm. uh and then i also thought charlotte and alexa did a great job yeah I, they did a pretty good job too they did fine um yeah just nothing like exemplary i'll say well it's because like alexa bliss is just not on the same level as charlotte yet yes you know what i mean and maybe she never will be because charlotte charlotte charlie <laughs> charlotte is a pretty exemplary charlie pretty exemplary wrestler uh but i do think it's set up nice for like a return match between those two mm-hmm. if like they end up on the same brand oh absolutely Although at this point, so uh, kind of an opinion question based on the debuting uh, factions of women, which which uh, which one of those women do you think gets their respective title sooner, Paige or Ruby Riot? Oh, Paige by a long shot. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't even know what. <laughs> like as I was asking that question, I was like, that's not even debatable. Charlotte's keeping that title for a while, probably unless unless it's Carmella. I think Carmella's probably the next one getting the SmackDown title, right? Yeah, because she's she still has the money in the bank, right? Yep. Because yeah, which I, also has been put on the back burner, like the far back burner, mm-hmm. like actually, the farthest back burner you can find a farther back burner. <laughs> actually, you know what? This this actually is the perfect catalyst for that to happen. Like having a new faction in there. Like there's these group attacks and stuff. So Charlotte's gonna Oof. be more vulnerable than ever. Oh, if they attack it, Charlotte and like leave yep. her open. Mm. Ooh, you know what? Maybe even Carmella decides to join up with these people, being like, "Hey, we guy got rid of Ellsworth." I need some new cronies. We got three bitches. Got set up with bitches. them. Ooh, what if? Because like I feel like Ruby Riot is clearly a lesbian. So what if Carmella decides to seduce Ruby Riot, and then Ruby Riot uses her goons to help Carmella? There you go. I mean, she was already playing the whole storyline of like you know, kind of doing that sexual tension with a guy who you know she's clearly never going to give it to. But he, you know, does everything for her. She could do the same thing to a chick. That is true. That could be true. And then Paige could start getting really mad at her and be like, hey, what the fuck? Why are you letting that bitch control you? I'm your boss. Because <laughs> clearly we're in the same faction. And then uh, she can point out that Paige still has a tattoo of a Bocho Del Rio still. Oh... <laughs> Oh my gosh, does she still really have it? Did she not get it lasered off? Uh, she probably got it lasered off, maybe. I hope so. That would that'd be horrible. That's... Well, wait, is it actually of his face, or is it just like his initials, or is his name or something? It's his... Oh, he had a nickname or something, right? Oh, yeah, like Poppy or something like that? Is that it? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Ooh. I don't know. Even then, I'd still want to get that shit lasered off, right? <laughs> or, like, turned into something else. Mm-hmm. You turn it into a different word or a different, like, symbol or something. It's like this used to be a flower, but now it's a trash can. <laughs> because you know the woman that I love, she's just a piece of garbage. <laughs> and, this, and this tattoo reminds me that I'm a piece of garbage. <laughs> um. So the other other highlight I have from Brawl is we just briefly mentioned Reigns is our new IC champ. Yeah, it's, I was reading something that it sounds like Miz is taking some time off to do another uh, Marine movie. That could be part of why this is happening. 
Oh, and he's got the baby coming, right? And and the baby, that too. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's something for Reigns to do. Yeah, he hasn't had a tie in a while. And you know what? I guess this could be... Unless they were going to do another Royal Rumble win, which would be a fucking disaster. Oh, dear God, no. Because be... I think the Rumble's back in Philly again, so... It is. What, do what not are... do not do a Reigns win. That would be an amazing troll move, though, if they did. If they are just like, let's do it again. Let's have Reigns win in Philly again. <laughs> and then send like... the Rock out again. <laughs> <laughs> and have Philly boo the Rock. Or do you send out fucking Reigns and Ambrose this time, be like, guys, it's the Shield, you like them, right? And just boo the fuck out of the shield. You know, if I I will bring the snowballs to the Royal Rumble, just. To... <laughs> oh my god! You got you, you thought we hated Santa Claus? <laughs> That'd be fucking horrendous. But you know, outside of something like that, maybe him having like a big long reign as the Intercontinental Champion could be like a sort of precedent. It's like, hey, I was the top champion on Raw. Where were you, Lesnar? Mm, could Some lead to that shit. match. I think having him do some kind of open challenge could help him, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think he that was. Guy... I think he said he said he was going to do an open challenge. Hey, um, I mean that helps Cena's rep a lot. I, mm-hmm. I would say amongst the fans. So yeah, maybe he could do the same for him. Yeah, because shit, if, like if he had some matches against like say Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, C- Cesaro against Cesaro, that could that could help him out maybe. Yeah. Maybe even like defend it a little against uh, Ambrose and Rollins, do a little teasing. Yeah, because he's a good worker. As much as I shit on Reigns, it's mm-hmm. what the it's the booking of him that they fuck up. So, yeah, his his biggest flaw up to this point, for the most part, um, has been that they just haven't understood how to book him in his character. Yeah, like they're just trying to make him something that he's not. But um, yeah, this this could be cool. You know what? I can mm-hmm. even see them doing um, maybe a Royal Rumble, maybe. Something like that, maybe a little later. Just do like a straight up champion versus champion match with Lesnar, like IC versus Universal. Mm-hmm. Although maybe uh, would it would it be too soon after doing the champion versus champion with uh, Styles? Me, yeah, they might wait a little bit for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, 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 uh. oh, and then SmackDown, then... we have a conspiracy theory for you. Conspiracy theory, well, which from I guess you. at this point. I was kind of thinking about this conspiracy before. I think everybody is thinking about it, which now is like everybody's thinking about it now, right? The Daniel are Bryan you the is, are you the hipster of this conspiracy theory? I I guess I could try to claim to be, and I don't know if anybody would believe me, but it's true. I was thinking about it beforehand, but anyway, Daniel Bryan is in cahoots with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. So from this, though, my question is. Did this cahoots happen before or after Shane started kind of going off the rails with Daniel Bryan? I think this happened as a result of him starting to go off the rails a little bit with Daniel Bryan. Like, I think this happened, if I was to pitch it in storyline with what's gone happened, like, this happened Mm -hmm. in the midst of the Survivor Series storyline. Like, Shane launched the initial attack over at uh, Raw. Raw. Daniel Bryan was like, what the fuck are you doing? And, you know, uh, obviously you saw that, you know, Owens and Zayn were not a part of that. And I think that's when they kind of, like, started talking. Was like, look, he's out of line. I see what you guys are saying now. What you guys have been saying that he's out of line. And you guys are smart enough to not go on this attack. Like, if you guys don't do anything really crazy, then I'll have your back. And, but, like, let's keep it on the hush-hush. And I think that's kind of when it's formed. 
Mm, and that kind of explains too. So then, like, Dan O'Brien is even more energized after being attacked by Kane, um, but he still wants Owens and Zayn to still hold back a little bit, which is why their attack wasn't a huge blip on the radar of the Survivor Series match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that yep. works. Yep, because then if if they were trying to go out there and do just a little bit of like a hey, like just finish off Shane, then it's like. You know, maybe a little bit of that power play by Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. To be like, you know, because if Shane's not around, then I'm the top guy. And then we can do stuff different. Yep. Um, Did we go over Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano yet? Uh, No, we did not. Yep. Um, anything to say about the Bludgeon Brothers debut? Or just a... Uh, it was a debut. Yeah. And it was um, on the level of uh, the Ascension. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, maybe a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Just like the the jackets and stuff. I'm just like... I, just, I, I feel like Luke Harper is just so much more innately scary looking than either Connor or Victor, though. That like yeah. he makes the gimmick work a lot better very true but like you look at him and you're like he's killed somebody it's like luke harper's killed a motherfucker <laughs> and gotten away with it <laughs> he did it in front of the police <laughs> and they were just like i'm i'm not fucking doing this like nope sorry um but speaking of who's not doing this uh who is not stepping up on 205 live who needs to be the next challenger for Enzo Amore and the Cruiserweight title. Ugh. Because um, today with Tommy seems like he's coming soon. Yeah. I forgot. That was announced this week, right? Mm-hmm. So someone before Hideo? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Is like, Do you think it's going to be Hideo? Do you think they're going to pick one of these other baby faces that they had do some matches? Because like, it seems like maybe they could do Rich Swan. Maybe they would do Tazawa again. Uh, maybe Cedric Alexander. Maybe Mustafa Ali. Yeah, Swan and Alexander are the, the top two baby faces right now, I'd say. I think so, yeah, because they, they I think wrestled. they tried to get um, Mustafa Ali up there, but I don't think he's quite risen to the occasion, I'll mm-hmm. say. Well, then he, I, if I believe, if I remember correctly, I think he lost to Tony Nese this week. Yes. So he was one of the the losses for, yeah, for the baby faces. So yeah, it should be one of the winners. So it'd be like Swan, or um, yeah, you know maybe maybe Rich Swan would be the guy that you would do first if you're not yeah. gonna do a Tommy Just right away. I've I've enjoyed him and Cedric together. So yeah, and between the two, like I think Swan is definitely the more charismatic guy. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I think it should be Hideo then. Yeah. Definitely Hideo, and then and or if. Whatever Neville's timeline is, if Neville comes back, yeah, have him come in. Fuck ne- Neville and Hideo. Ooh. That's I'd like to see that, please. I would like. How about how about have Hideo come in, take the title, mm-hmm. and then have Neville return and go. Now that a true champion has it, I want to have like one Ooh. of the greatest matches you'll ever see for it. What if you even play in the the idea that like he like his absence. Like, what you're saying is he was like, I didn't even want to be back here until there was somebody worthy for me to fight again. Exactly. Oh, that'd be perfect. 
And then you complete like completely make sense while he was gone. It's mm-hmm. it's in character for Neville. Yeah. Yeah, that would be brilliant. That could work really well. All right, I like that. Give it to Hideo, and then he could do Hideo and Neville. Yeah, I like it. There you go. Just because I want, I also want to give it to Hideo just because he's had the worst luck with injuries. So <laughs> just want to give him something. Yeah. You know what, too? You know what, fucking, if TJP comes back, he should come back with Neville and do his, like, uh, Prince gimmick again. Mm. Like, I think that was the best TJP we ever seen, so. Yeah, he definitely grew into that role. Yeah, he was, it was starting to bud, and it was, it didn't even last that long, but I thought they were starting to make it work. Mm. So maybe they could uh, explore that a little more, because ever since he lost to Swan, he's just kind of been gone. Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, who knows, maybe he's, a. Uh... I was about to say maybe they're putting him on the chopping block, but I think because he was the first guy they put this new Cruiserweight title on, they're going to try to keep, they're going to try to keep their hands on him as long as they can, just for that name value of, like, he's the first one. I don't know, maybe not, but <laughs> I just assume, because, like, WWE is so fascinated with, like, titles and name value and stuff, like... I think, didn't everybody was like, right when Reigns won the IC title, everybody was pointing out that he's a triple crown champion now? Oh, yeah. And I think also a Grand Slam champion? I think he's It all depends on how you define all that stuff. Because, like, the original Grand Slam champion was Sean. Mm Because he won world title, intercontinental, uh, tag team, and... They, at the time, they counted the European. Mm. So, that's what the Grand Slam champion. So, I don't know what their criteria is anymore. <laughs> Maybe, I'm trying to remember, because, like, Triple Crown is definitely the world title, the intercontinental title, and then tag. And the tag, yeah. And then, maybe, is Grand Slam that you just have to have every title that's available? Like, Maybe. you just have to have won every title that's in the company? Like, do they include the United States then? But now that's on a different brand, so yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Because then if it's something like that, then I guess if he... If it's every title, then he's not done that. Because he hasn't gotten the uh, Universal title yet, right? Reigns? Yeah, Reigns has not had it yet. No, he hasn't had the... the he hasn't had the Universal, right? He had the WWE. Right. He said WWE, he's had US, TAG, IC. Um... Yeah. So he would just need the universal title then. Yeah, and that's their problem. They change around these titles so much that it's hard to go. <laughs> well, he yeah. had the previous version. He had the old version of the title. Does that count? I don't know. It's hard It's hard to determine what counts sometimes yeah. and what doesn't. Um, just like an ROH with tags. But uh, <laughs> they, they did not have any outrageous tag team matches this week. No, we had uh, all singles matches this week. That's um, right. Yeah, they didn't even have a tag match. And was this the first time you've seen Dalton? No, I've, I've seen Dalton before. Uh, okay. I saw him at the... Um, remember a long time ago we had, we watched that uh, anniversary show? Yes. I'm trying to remember who the fuck he wrestled on that pay-per-view, but yeah. Ooh, I saw him I'm definitely not yeah. going to remember. <laughs> I think it was... But, uh, actually, I think it was a Japanese guy. It might have been um, Hiroki Goto. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. Um, but what do you think of this one? Because I enjoyed the uh, Paige and Dalton match. Yeah, I thought it was... This is a really strong, like, uh, 
strong win for him to get towards the match with Cody. You know, like yes. this is the, it made sense for like, all right, you know, the big guy within Bullet Club that he could beat. That like, yeah, exactly that he can beat. And I also like I thought it was a good match for Paige because he's the perfect counter to Dalton, right? Mm. Like Dalton, this big show offy guy, and Paige who i don't think he's ever worked with silas before but uh he's almost like a miniature version of silas young um like the last real man kind of a gimmick Mm -hmm. um and so it's a perfect counter to dalton's flamboyance Mm -hmm. yeah so it gives a little more of that toughness to dalton that shows that really like he can hang yeah because like he out toughed dalton or uh adam page right Mm mm-hmm so yeah, solid win. Solid now it'd be match. interesting to see if that plays into like a storyline with Cody, right? With pa- him and Paige. What like, do you mean? You couldn't like Cody being upset that uh, Paige couldn't mm-hmm. beat Dalton. That could be. Especially if you say something like, um, or you use that as fuel of like, hey, you know, you need to go and maybe like injure him or something to like make up for your mm-hmm. loss before the title match. So then like Dalton goes in injured. So then Cody can take advantage of that in the match or something like that. Hashtag heel. Hashtag heel, bitch. Uh, and then we had a huge heel uh, uh, segment to end the show uh, with Bully Ray coming out and making his speech about his career, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, hinting that he, he didn't fully say it was going to end, right? Or Well, he was definitely like hinting at that. He was definitely saying... He was definitely... Um, they're trying to imply that it was like this is my retirement speech yeah but um, yeah we got some twists and turns yeah so then we had jay briscoe come out um and start uh verbally assaulting bully uh and then tommy dreamer came down with who's it was it velvet sky that came with him i believe so that's um bully ray's wife really bully yeah. ray's wife right jeez Can't yes say that <laughs> <laughs> oh because at that point uh briscoe had attacked bully um so they came down yeah um but then mark comes down acts as if he's like trying to stop his brother but ends up attacking tommy as well so then yeah the briscoes lay out uh bully ray and tommy dreamer yeah which would definitely seem to imply that bully ray is not done yet we'll get a some sort of tag match revenge, I would think, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, alright, fuck it, let's see it. Maybe, maybe the Briscoes can actually retire Bully Ray this time. Yeah, maybe it's gonna make it official. I think it actually might be, I think this could actually be Bully saying, like, he's winding it down. And this may be one of the last few things he does. Because, fuck, like, at least, you know, part of the whole um, thing that Briscoe was saying when he was pushing around was, like, you know, he was saying, it's like, you know, you're not going out like this. So, you know, maybe... Ooh, maybe, maybe it's kind of a face thing, right? Well, I, maybe, maybe it's something like that. But I was thinking more along the lines of, like, you know, what if Bully Ray, like, even if he doesn't have to straight up retire at this moment, maybe if, like, shit's just getting bad and he's... You know, thinking it's like, well, I probably should actually still retire, but let's do one last match, and then maybe this is going to be the match. Hmm. Do you think that would be possible? 
That could be. Like, do you think you would retire along... Like, not that, like, Dreamer would retire, too, but, like, retire in a match with Dreamer against the Briscoes? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think he truly loves Ring of Honor. I think he sees it as mm-hmm. the next coming of ECW. Yeah. And uh, I don't so know... It, it would make sense. Yeah. And, I, and for him to retire in a tag match, like a really hardcore tag match, I think that would... Mm-hmm. There's really kind of no other fitting in for him to go out in, right? Yeah, I mean, because the only other way you would have him go out was with uh, Devon, right? But Devon's now a producer for WWE, so... Right. So, yeah, unless, unless they're going to let him come out for one night. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure they wouldn't let them wrestle together and do the gimmick, because that's WWE stuff, so... Yeah. Oh, God forbid we do something for the fans. Right. But, yeah, you know, I, I could totally see that. Just retire after a loss to the Briscoes. Yeah. Who are, by all means, kind of the next coming of the Dudley Boys. Yeah, in a lot of ways, like, they are kind of those, the next guys to do that legacy and that gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. So, fuck it. Why not? Why not? That all must right. have been the think- thinking, right? With Ruby Wright and those other girls, it's like, eh, why not? Fuck it, why not? We'll just have six women debut. Or, I guess, properly, five women debut, page return. My gosh. That's a lot of women. It's not even, I guess the number is not the biggest problem. It's that four of them are not ready. That's the problem. Yeah. Alright. I think it's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, I think that'll be Uh, it. uh, We will come back at you next week. A little more refreshed. We won't be as uh, worn down from the carbs of Thanksgiving. Uh, so catch us uh, on social media, Facebook, Facebook, ugh, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter at Smart Brothers, and tweet us like the fan question that we got today, supersmartbrothers at gmail.com. Thanks and y'all for re- listening. Oh, rate, ahead. review, and subscribe to this podcast. Do it. Do it now. Or don't. I don't know. I don't care. Peace out. See ya.